Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul Podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Today we are just rolling along in March. It is March 4th today, March 4th. We have a lot of birthdays this month. Mine is one of them. And I thought I was going to be a year older than I was, and somebody had to remind me that I wasn't there yet. So I thought, oh, my God, how irrelevant was my age. But I guess we also say that when we're getting older. So there we go. However, today is Dream Theme Thursday, so I figured I have room to dream. We have had so many cool dreams that I very rarely get feedback of a reading I may have done on air, and because um, I do them all the time when someone tells me what they dreamed, I'm like, oh, you're just looking for that, and they'll look at me and go, oh my gosh, yeah, and that was it, like it's like a one-second thing. So when we do it on air, I get to elaborate and talk because nobody stops me or figures they got their answer and they run. We can kind of talk about it. So in this case, with Maria Dulce, and she's in the U.K., so she's a few hours ahead of us here. However, that being said, I read a dream for her about her sisters not getting along and her feeling like she's in the middle. So that was so last week, right? But then she sent me this comment, and I love seeing how things work out. And this one said, Dear Nadia, just wanted to share a comment about my last dream interpretation where I was helping my sister to get ready to go back to her home. And you said that I was allowing my sister to be released from any dependence, sending her away because she has her work to do. That is her and this is me. Listening to your interpretation made me remember that not long before I had the dream, I was praying while reviewing in my mind our lives together from childhood to adults using self-accounting. I was saying this prayer, like loosen the cords of mistakes binding us as we release the strands we hold of others' guilt. Your interpretation made me understand self-accounting, not only as a youngest sister's perspective, but from a soul's journey perspective. If that makes any sense, wow, our lives are not to be stagnated. Once we are here, let's grow, in parentheses. Big thank you for interpreting our dreams so generously to help us to incorporate and to grow. I have to say, dreams are one of the most amazing, amazing parts of us because it's us uncensored we we censor ourselves all day we think something like nah i can't think that then we think something else and we're like oh wow wow what made me think that then we don't know how to just let ourselves go it's like we have to sit still 
in a corner, hum, and then be quiet and just let our minds go. And we don't really need to do that. It's happening all day long, which I think is the coolest part of the whole thing, is that the way we dream is like our leftover thoughts that say, hey, wait a minute, you missed this. And yet our dreams are so crazy when we wake up. We're like, there's no way that could have meant anything. That was so off the wall. Yet those are the good ones. Those are the ones I love to just pick at. So I have a quick dream. Again, the quick ones are are the best, right? Because they don't have so much detail, but yet they have a big, big message. So good morning, Nadia. Quick dream. I was in the kitchen with my partner, and we were just emptying the dishwasher. We were doing it together, joking and laughing, having fun. I remember the silverware was a collection from really ancient to brand new. End of dream. That was actually the beginning of a dream. The dream to be connected. That whole dream doesn't care what you're doing and where you're doing it. And I talked about it last week, but I wanted to revisit it even again. Only because of the ancient. When we dream of ancient, and it just stayed with me all week, because that ancient part, when we start talking about things before our time in our dreams, that part alone is what I want to talk about because of the connections to our past. Our dreams are amazing when it comes to boiling up the past and bringing it to our future to show us that life goes on. Life goes on. Go on. So that same person who sent me that dream that I read, here's her next dream. And an update about her mom. I have done things about her relationship with her mother, her relationship with her partner, and all of the different issues she was having. And a part of it is not reconciling our own past. Just like Maria had to, and then we read the dream, and then she went back and she goes, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Now I get this because of self-accounting. Well, our past needs to be reconciled through self-accounting. Christ started with me by pointing out why I was chasing my tail throughout my life. The dreams that I had with him weren't like the kind of dreams where you wake up and you, you forget part of it. You remember every single morsel of how you learn something. And I remember when I first saw him and I thought these were dreams and they may have been, they may have been like little visits, but he took me home. He took me home where all of us started before we came. He showed me how we talk to God before we come down, how we stand before God God says, what are you going to do? 
and you say, this is what I'm going to do on earth, this, 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 and this. And then God says, that's too much for a lifetime, but we can't conceive what that lifetime means yet. To us, what we were going to do here was the dream that I'm going to go there and I'm going to better my soul and I'm going to learn this and do that. And you're like all over it. You want to do more than you could possibly ever imagine. You could do because at home, everything feels easy. You can see the dream, but you don't have the experience of living the dream. You also don't have the experience of time because at home, there is no time. You leaving and coming here is like a blink. But when we're here, we're stretched out through time. That's why people walk around and go, there is no time. And I'm like, well, there isn't, there isn't. There isn't at home, but there is time here. So there's a reason for that. And the reason was for us to gain memory. Because in that memory that we have of events, we learn. And the trick, double trick, is that everybody's memory is different. You may have gone to see the same thing. You may have done the same thing. You may have had the same parents. But you didn't come out the same. You're not a clone of your brothers and sisters. There's the one that does this, the one that does that. We have names for everyone. A black sheep. They're the smart one. They're the leader. They're the one that never shows up. It just goes on and on. However, however, before you come, you can't even conceive. Just like now, we can't conceive of home. When we're at home, we can't conceive of here. We can't imagine time. We can't imagine slow. We can't imagine being separated from love. We just can't imagine it. So to that way of thinking and looking this is the dream and so there's this saying you know that you actually wake up when we die that's when we wake up because that's when it all makes sense right now we're walking around trying to make sense i do this show to help us make sense all this awareness that we need to deal with each other because at home we don't have to deal with each other, our each other. That's why I say we're 100% each other. We can go on all day about how we're different, but at the end of the day, we run out of reasons and excuses and prejudices and judgments and all the stuff egos getting away with here. Because that's the other trick, double trick, is ego. We don't know when we're planning to come here and do whatever it is we're going to do and we're standing there before God, before our soul goes into a body, before our body is born out of another body because that's the only way in is through someone else. No one just drops from the sky. There's a method to this madness because our soul starts its journey in that moment, because at that moment, our, our parents have been chosen. That's why it's so important to respect past, not discard it. To reconcile with our past and not pretend it didn't happen and go on. 
That's called insecurity. And not the kind of insecurity we're thinking about, like, oh, they're insecure and they're doing these silly things. It just doesn't allow your foundation to build. It will stagnate. Fear, doubt, worry, control, and guilt stagnate the soul. So that dream, going back to that dream, just the word ancient in the dream is the connection that we have to everything old and everything new to come. Because something that's new to us isn't actually new, it's just new to us. Think about that. Everything you discover, and let's say you go and you look it up and you found out people from centuries ago were talking about it. But maybe in a different context. Maybe love looked different a hundred years ago. But the love wasn't different. How we got to it was different. Because the tools we had were different. Love wasn't different. So when Christ says things like love is love is love, that's what he means. It's just our relationship to love is what is different. So when you go to bed at night, your soul, which is split in two right now, half of you is home and the other half is here. It's not a twin soul. It's your soul split in two because a part of you always stays home and a part of you is here wherever you decide to travel. And then when you go to bed, you are simply with yourself. Part of you that's here is no longer closed off. You start seeing things. You wonder if they're crazy. But the rules that we have here, the rules of physics, the rules of the way the sun is, the way the moon is, the way we are, all of that is God's design. And within that, we learn and we grow and we thrive and we we can't wait to do it which I think is funnier when people finally get here and they're like, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. This is hard. But then when we go back home and we look at what we were doing, we're like, why did we feel that way? Why was that so hard? Why didn't I just try? Why didn't I just go for a walk instead of let my body deteriorate? Why didn't I eat right? The choices were there. Everything was there. Why couldn't I find it? Because you have free will. That's why. That's why. So Maria's writing in the chat. So funny. Last night we saw the movie Soul and opened a great discussion about us and our souls. The movie made us think about life differently. Life is very different from what we know. And those differences are starting to weave their way into finding us, into not allowing us to lie, 
Because sometimes those lies that we choose to follow or learn, what happens to us with those lies? We feel anxious. We feel scared to try things. Oh, but if I try that, I'll lose everything. Losing everything is losing yourself. Stuff comes and goes in life, but losing everything is losing yourself. If you don't have yourself within reach of your thoughts, I don't care what you have, you're not going to feel good. And I don't care what you don't have, you're not going to feel good. We're not here for things. The meek shall inherit the earth. Think about that. Who wants to inherit the earth? You're not even going to stay here to keep it. You're going to leave. Why do you want something you can't keep? It may look like you have it while you're here. But if you don't pay attention to your soul, if you don't do right by your soul, that's what's going to leave with you. So the people that are fighting for money and not taking care of others and not allowing others to have the same rights they do. And they have four houses or three houses or two houses and a boat. When they die, where did that stuff go? Didn't go with them. What does go with them? What goes with them is their body of work, what they've done. And because they don't feel that attachment to the old or the new, most likely they will be the ones who did not enjoy the very things they fought for because we do not rest when we hurt other souls. And yet, on top of hurting them, gain from their pain. There is no race. But when we don't know that, and we want to inherit the earth, we will do anything to do that. And some people are super good at it. We don't even know what's happening to us. And if we do say something or we do find something out, We're walking around saying things like, oh, these conspiracy theorists. Look at these people talking about this. Just tell them to be quiet. Let's make laws so that they can't even talk, which further takes us down that rabbit hole. So all this stuff is swirling around in our brains, our ancient history, because only on earth is there history. At home, we just know all of this. And it's super weird. I got to tell you guys, when I saw Christ and I realized in that moment or moments what I was seeing, when Christ was in front of me, I did know everything. It was just super normal knowledge. No matter what I thought about, I actually knew. It didn't make me feel like, oh, my God, I know that now. It was just like I knew it. Whatever. Whether it was weather, math, science, my kids, I knew that everything, everything can be okay. 
if we just understood it. And then when Christ was gone out of my sight, all that calmness of understanding left with him. And in a way, it was weird to know that feeling because I wanted that feeling back of just knowing everything and it was no big deal because the bigger deal was not knowing everything. And I was left with this gap of understanding our potential over and above the answers. I knew that whatever we thought... We can act on it, good, bad, or indifferent. So people who act on things that aren't okay, they will find bigger and bigger ways to hide it or to do it or to justify it or to rationalize it. That was the interesting part. So as we go along in our lives and let's say today you're just you're here it's march 4th it's a thursday afternoon in our world the year is 2021 2021 just say that out loud and then you say to yourself well guess i guess time doesn't matter because i have to actually ask myself what year it is what day it is what time it is but i'm here I'm here. Huh. So what's available on earth for me to do? And what do I want to do? What am I attracted to? Why does that make me happy? Does it make me feel free? Does it make me feel honest? Does it make me feel of service? Does it make me feel able to receive love from people? Because those are the real questions that we ask ourselves. And if we're not seeking integrity or honesty or truth or love or purity, we are miserable. And I know many a people who are running companies that aren't to the benefit of the rest of us. And you know what? They're not happy. And the ones that are providing, serving, loving, following that deepest truth in them feel extremely fulfilled as people. When they talk to you, they're calm. They're willing to listen to other people because that's how they're doing what they're doing. But when we're not doing right by each other, we don't want to hear a darn thing anyone has to say because that's going to interfere with our our created reality that it's okay to do what we're doing. Think about that for a minute. We are hardwired to truth, love, and purity. Truth, love, and purity. And as soon as we receive those things, what the person looks like no longer matters to us. If they're super handsome, super beautiful as a woman or whatever it is, 
we can only see their soul. And if they're what we term unattractive, they become more attractive because we can see their soul. And if somebody's far away from their soul and they need to dress a certain way to feel like they are ahead of you or drive a certain car to say, look at me, or to own a certain house or to make their kids produce whatever it is to show that they have succeeded. It has nothing to do with the kids, the car, the house. and We know that. We know that. And we roll our eyes and we go, oh, brother, I don't even want to deal with that. There's just too much emotional maintenance to do that, to feel that, to interact with that. And what am I going to say? What am I going to say? Because a lot of times when we can't talk about something real, as we get older, we don't want to talk about anything at all. And then we go home and we have these dreams about being alone in the world. But then you always think, was it just the wrong world that I wanted to be a part of, that I wanted to be in? Love, the need for love is so deep. That is the ancient, that is the present, and that is the future of every single soul on this earth. We are not different than anyone from the beginning of time and anyone who will come here ever when it comes to truth, love, and purity. And that is why Christ wrote so much about truth, love, and purity. Once we call each other souls, we start speaking from a different place. If you hear, and I've said this before, if you hear that a soul has died, you look at it as part of God. part of God. When we just say a person died or someone was killed, we just think, oh, someone killed someone else. But it was a soul, a part of God killing another part of God. Isn't that crazy? When we think like that, when we speak in a language that reminds us of the beginnings of this time. We feel a sense of obligation to each other. We feel a connection to each other. And it's not even hard to do. We just have to use the right language. It's like when someone comes and they tell me how angry they are at someone else. And I'll say, but angry, that's not anger that you're feeling. That's frustration. And they go, oh, my God, you're right. And they leave like they just found the plan. 
Like, wow, I'm just frustrated. That explains me better than me just taking on the catch-all that I'm angry. And when we say soul above people, the dreams we've had in the past and the dreams we have now and the dreams we have in the future all go back to self-accounting and love. So thank you, Maria, for writing that comment. Thank you for the other dream that I got that was anonymous about being ancient because that just struck a chord with me all week and I I couldn't wait to talk about it. And then Maria writes that and I'm like, okay, it's a go. And the dreams that were sent in, we'll do them next week. You guys, I love you so very much. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.